Hey guys, what's up again? I'm Sean. I'm Colton. Um, Colton, I've been looking forward to this episode, just <laughs> sitting down and talking with you, I think, the most. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to start talking specifically about music. And, okay. Um, what do you what do you look for when you're listening to songs and art, different artists and stuff? Well, um, I mean, I think it. I mean, it really varies from mood to mood. But I think really, I'm looking for if I'm looking for like a specific band or group or person, um, artist. I try to think of. I want something to be unique about each one, uh, because I think a lot of different people have a lot to offer. Um, and that, I mean, I think that's what's different about like music now that like here you hear on the radio. It's been a while since I've heard something new, something that I haven't really heard yeah. before. Um, which is why I mean, like I don't really listen to stuff on the radio a whole lot. Um, I mean, you could make the argument like, oh, if you listen to old music, then like it's already existed and like there aren't there isn't going to be any new old right. music. But music's been around for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's been around a lot longer than we have, and I haven't even i've barely scratched the surface it's always um, evolving and changing yeah yeah exactly um and so uh i mean so like what are, what are your some of your favorite music groups okay um or, i'd say like i mean mo usually like i mean we all listen to like rock and grunge and everything yeah. like that uh Tyler Boomsma actually um, suggested to me, uh, he was the one who introduced me to Soundgarden. Yeah, and same. And that yeah. has been like one of my, one of the best suggestions that I've ever gotten. I know, I was literally just talking with him yesterday about this, and we were talking about how um, two years ago, coming up on two years ago, we were working at this house in Grand Haven, we actually worked at Adams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally right on the beach, beautiful house, mm -hmm. probably a $3 million house right, mm -hmm. on, right on the beach. And uh, this is when I couldn't tell the difference between Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, yes. Um, and now it's what I listen to, like, just about every day. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like Tyler has really, like, brought us together in a <laughs> cheesy way no, of saying yeah, it, we were it's, all... it's true. Like, he, um, he's... Um, I mean, he suggests everything to everybody, I think, but I, I feel like with us specifically, he, um, he's given us stuff that we each individually like, and it's all like similar mm. and, and we've kind of like agreed on a lot of it. And so we, we kind of, um, bond over it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so like, he was also the one who, he suggested an album to me, OK Computer by, uh, uh Radiohead. Radiohead. And that is easily like one of my top five favorite albums of all time. And, um, I don't know. I just, I mean, all a of lot my of, favorite music I directly got from Tyler. From yes, from Tyler. exactly. <laughs> and I, and I feel like a lot of people look at like the type of music that Tyler listens to and suggests as and he kind of, they kind of clump them together all in one. Genre. Right. But each one is so different from the last. Um, even though it's the same genre, mm -hmm. it's so like, once you, it's almost like a, a rabbit hole every time. Like yeah. you suggest like, oh, you should check out this band. And then you start checking it out and then you fall down this rabbit hole of brand new music that you would have never listened, that I would have never listened to on my own. Um, because like before I had Tyler like heavily in my life, I 
listen to that kind of music, but I listen to like the hits. Yeah. So for like, sure. like I'd heard like all those really like famous Red Hot Chili Pepper songs that sure. everybody listens to, like Californication mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and um, all that stuff. And I didn't really go dive deep deep into it, and so like I don't know. I really appreciated that from him at least. Um, yeah, uh, and lumping. <laughs> Lumping artists like Def Leppard and Motley Crue <laughs> yeah. under classic rock is crazy. Yes. Or like yeah. Pink yeah. Floyd and Van Halen. Exactly. No, oh, they're, they're all the same. No, they're yeah. not. Not even a little bit. No, they all have something to offer. And I think it's, uh, I, I think they're, even if you are looking at them generally, if you look at each one specifically, they really give like really good like building blocks to what you should look for in other genres. So like hmm, yeah. as far as uh, like wit or um, just having the balls to like do your own thing. Yeah. Um, like you can listen to like folk music and the, there you can find similar like aspects as far as just like, oh, they, they had an idea and they made it their own and it's like almost like a signature. I yeah. feel like signatures really like a, a signature thing that happens to like that comes from one artist really stemmed from like rock and grunge and everything like mm-hmm. that i feel like i mean i could be wrong about that but when i think about like someone with like a signature like a signature guitar or a signature riff or sound right um i feel like a lot of rock bands have their own very specific signature and sound that they have come up with and evolved on their own that but keeping with this their own 100 percent true yeah. um and so i don't know i think that's something important that people have kind of taken from rock and put into different genres and so that's something i look for um it's kind of like all right what what are these people doing that yeah um i definitely I agree with that before. yeah and i apply all that basically to myself yeah i really just look for originality or something that makes some uniqueness really Mm -hmm. like some attempt at creativity Mm -hmm. not just copying what everyone else is doing because it's popular and some amount of talent like whether it's your voice or the lyrics that you wrote or the instrument you play something like that because if you're just if you have you have the best voice in the world but if you're doing the same thing as everybody else yeah it's not going to pique my interest exactly and um i almost like I almost like kind of specifically look for like the the weirdest bands and groups you can uh, find because, like, that could be what's next. Yeah, exactly. And they're even if it's not like they tried something new, whether it worked or not, it's something I haven't heard before, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna appreciate it regardless yeah. of whether it, uh, regardless of its popularity. And yeah. so like, you know, um, that that type of music in particular, like on the on the on the line of weird and or bizarre. Mm-hmm. I always shied away from that music when I was first getting into it, uh, or before I got into it. And I was, I guess what has really captivated me now in it is that it's always something new, like you were saying. And it's only weird to you because you haven't heard it before. Yeah. Like yeah. once once you've listened to it several times or whatever, yeah. then, you then, get used then you're to used it to it. It's, then, not, it's yeah. not weird anymore. Yeah. I've kind of noticed that because like I, I remember... And then your perception of what is weird has changed or, exactly. or what's normal has now changed. Yeah, exactly. It, I found that very similar, like that exact scenario with um, like Milky Chance. I listened to Milky Chance so much, especially when I was like in Kosovo, hmm. listening to them constantly. And then I just got 
used to it. It just sounded normal mm. to me. It's, I still liked it, but it, I didn't think of it as like a weird thing that not a lot of people would like. And so when I show it to other people, they're like, oh, his voice is really weird. And I'm like, I guess, but I don't know. Like, I feel I, the same way about like Tool or uh, exactly they're even so even a lot weird. of Pink Floyd. Yeah, Pink so Floyd weird. has a, this old album called uh, Uma Guma. <laughs> And that Jerry recommended me, this guy we, we paint with, and it is the, the scariest album I've ever listened yeah. to. Just yeah. random noises, basically. That's yeah. what the whole thing is. That, I mean, I think that's one of the best parts about Pink Floyd is that, like, um, I mean, everybody's trying new stuff. They were pioneers. I, I feel like with Pink Floyd, consistently, every time they try something new, it works. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, it was amazing. Everybody loved it, and, it, like... I mean, you could make the argument, oh, people just like it because it's Pink Floyd, but, like, they weren't always Pink Floyd. Right. They started somewhere, mm-hmm. and they started right off the bat with, you know, experiment, experimenting with different sounds and different ideas, and it worked every time, and, you know, you can't help but love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember seeing one of those stupid handshake memes, and it was dads. <laughs> And stoners agreeing on Pink Floyd being awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I wish I liked that kind of music when I was younger, because, like, my dad really liked it a lot. I know. I remember. And, but, like, now, now I feel like my dad almost never listens to it, and now I do. And I'm like, "Ah, you should listen to this song. My dad's like, oh, King and Country has a new album. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's a shame. I thought you liked this music. (laughs) does it anymore i mean maybe he does but he just doesn't listen to it very much so but i wish i liked it back then dad this is old people music (laughs) do you ever um do you ever buy cds anymore sometimes i'm um for me if i buy a cd from a band um that band should be very honored (laughs) (laughs) Because, <laughs> like, I almost never buy CDs because I have yeah. iTunes now. But, like, sometimes I'm just like, this is so good, I need to have this. And, like, on the occasion where I can, yeah. like, use iTunes or my phone or anything like that. I have all the Greta Van Fleet albums. Those are all. That's awesome. Um, I have uh, a couple 21 Pilot albums and also... Uh, shoot. We I just found um, Contraband by Velvet Revolver, 1984 by Van Halen, oh, and yes. Super Unknown by Soundgarden, oh. and they were like two bucks each, so I definitely got oh, those yeah, two. Yeah. They're great. Um, Grace's mom gave me a whole Oh yeah, you got a nice CD. stash like, now. And the, my, the, my favorite one that she gave me, she gave me a CD hard copy of Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, that's fantastic like, to have. Now I'm always going to have that. There's something about having the physical copy of the music, though. Yeah. It's like, I own this music somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I own it on this little weird disc that mm-hmm. I put into my radio in my car, and that's about it. Exactly, because, oh, my phone's dead, I can't listen to music. Oh, wait. But I also, I think what's missed a lot, just having music on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, is the, excitement. Um, the album art. Oh, yes, I think absolutely. when records and cds were a bigger deal i think artists put a lot more effort into their art because it attracted customers literally mm-hmm. yeah. and it represented their music in a way yeah. before you actually got to listen to it exactly you'd be like you know what you're getting into almost like and uh, now now album covers have literally whatever they want yeah on them. exactly uh picture me sitting next to a tree 
Yeah. Oh, every... Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or like, aren't Ed Sheeran's albums just like the math symbol is like plus? Yeah, it's like plus sign. Green. It's well, it's it's the divide symbol because the album's called Divide, and so it's literally just a green background with a divide symbol on yeah, it. It's... Like. Hmm. Meanwhile, Van Halen had a baby angel. Yeah. What about ne- Nevermind had a <laughs> Never mind baby and <laughs> swimming in the yeah. pool. Yes. I told you I know somebody who is related to that kid. The kid in the pool? Yes. In the Nevermind picture? Yes. No, what? Yes. Uh, I think it's somebody I went to school with, their their cousin. Was so wild. The, the Nevermind baby. <laughs> yeah. What a claim to fame. <laughs> I know. And he... Uh, and also, I, like, sort of recently was, like, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole, as one does, and I uh, found an interview, it was, like, interviewing the Nirvana baby, and he was just, like, and literally, it was, like, two seconds long, and he was just, like, it's really weird that, like, the entire world has seen, like, my, <laughs> my penis. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine that'd be weird. That's hilarious. Yeah. Everybody... <laughs> Has Everybody's seen it. seen it. <laughs> I knew about that album cover before I knew about Nirvana. I'd seen that yeah. before. Yeah. Somewhere. It used to freak me out. <laughs> yeah. It definitely did. Yeah. I didn't want to download the album just because of that. No, I'm like, oh, my mom is gonna my find gonna my mom's gonna it. find this. Technically, do you have any news on your phone? Technically, one. Okay. <laughs> Technically, but not really. It's not. Just there. Don't go on my Spotify, okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do you think has? What's the best album art you've seen? Um, this is a weird one actually, but it's I've always thought this. The um, there's a video game called uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Um, I have it on my Switch if you ever want to play it. Really cool art style in the game, like one of the coolest art styles ever. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. It's very like a- ambiance, kind of like chill. Like okay. I usually li- like if when I listen to it, it's usually like to try to sleep or if I'm doing homework or like trying to focus on something um but the album art on it is like really cool because it has like a unique like colors like the color schemes works really well and it's almost like uh it's supposed it's supposed to be like a really detailed complex version of like 8-bit art style but it's like really really fine pixel artwork that like has like scenery in it and also like if you buy the um the it on vinyl it comes in like a really really big box um and it has the vinyls in it and it has vinyls for each part of the game and they're all different colors based on like what the uh like what the environment is like so like there's a place where you go and there's like all trees and it's like woods area and so like the vinyl for that area for that music that plays in that area is like green there's another one it's like you're like in the mountains and like the sky is always like purple because it's like a sun sunset kind of thing and then so like the vinyl is purple and so it's like the colors go with the scheme of like what area the music is in and then also in the rest of it it has um like concept art from the game and like drawings of like when they're coming up with the idea and a bunch of like posters Hmm. and um it comes with all the little sprites for every single little character that's in the game oh nice and it's i don't know the art style in that album is really cool like almost almost equally as impressive i would, I would say equally as impressive as. have you seen the original um album art for appetite appetite for destruction by guns and roses Mm-mm. it is wild yeah i'm definitely gonna show you this at some point 
Is it a scroll wearing a top hat with a circle around it? No, it <laughs> has. It looks like the apocalypse or something. It oh, has like weird alien creatures and demons and a woman that got raped by like a robot thing. Lovely. It's very freaky, and I guess their label wouldn't let them choose that, <laughs> so see, they went with I the see. the cross and. Scroll. Oh yeah, yeah, the cross. I feel like yeah. I'm intrigued. I always get kind of sad when I hear about like the stuff like that where they come up with something really cool and unique and then people are like, nah, you can't do that because I'm like, yeah, they're just, (laughs) that's what they argued for a short amount of time was that they were, um, their creativity was getting, yeah, yeah, like if you're going to sign a band, you have to sign the entire band. Like that's who, if that's their idea and that's their vision. Well, just wait till you see this. Whoa. <laughs> it's so strange. Oh, I love that. This is like a woman that got raped and her underwear is down there. This I is see. like some weird robot thing. There's the weird alien thing up there. Oh, that's cool. I guess it's very nice. Uh, it's very disturbing. Yes, yes, yeah. I still would buy it though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Sergeant Peppers was originally going to have. Jesus, Muhammad, and Gandhi on it, <laughs> or something like that. Wow. <laughs> Buddha and Gandhi, or something like that. Yeah. And they were already the Beatles were already under fire because they said they were bigger than Jesus at that point. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, probably more people know about the Beatles than would <laughs> know about Jesus. So I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they weren't saying that they were better, but they probably are more well known. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. But that's an interesting thing to say. I don't know. There are a lot of Christians. There are a lot of Christians. It's the largest religion. That is true. And I feel like even a lot of people that aren't Christian have... At least heard of them, yeah. Heard of Jesus. That's true. Probably, yeah, that's probably true. It's hard to measure how many people have heard the Beatles, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because you can't just look at sales and everything like that. It was very interesting watching this video, kind of documentary thing last night, talking about um, Napster and what it did to the music industry by putting uh, basically free music um, on the internet to download. Mm -hmm. And so many different uh, record labels and music companies tried to sue them. And most of them were getting like 50 to 100 million dollar lawsuits over it. Really? Because all their music was just put on the internet and everyone could download it. Yes. This was like 2003, so like a little bit before our time, but... Yeah, yeah. Or not before our time, but like before we were listening to music online. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Back when I liked Crazy Frog. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy Frog. (laughs) That was the type of music. Or the Gummy Bear. Gummy Bear. I'm a Gummy Bear. Look for the Gummy Bear album in stores November 13th. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube is so cancer, honestly. I know. So bad, but I think watch I, this video. Number seven will blow your mind. I, that's the worst. It will shock you. Yes, I do like. I think YouTube is probably like one of the best social medias. Or if you call it social media, I would definitely call it. It is like a media outlet. Yeah. Yes. Um, because I feel like it definitely contributes to like how long it's been around. Because there's so much on there. Oh, Literally man. anything and everything. 
Like, people yeah. are like, oh, t- TikTok is so much variety, but I'm like, no, it's basically all the same thing. Yeah, they're all just You can find everything that's videos. on TikTok on YouTube and more. Like, YouTube literally has everything from everything. And YouTube's not going to sell your personal information to China. So that that's, is true. That's nice. This is true, yeah. Although, I don't know if you remember this, but there was... The, there was something like really messed up with the YouTube algorithm for a yeah. while. It was yeah, like recommended, that. recommending like child porn to people. Yes, yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Hopefully that got fixed. <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten any recommended, so. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh uh, yeah. Hopefully it's fixed. Yeah. I just learned that um, Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin was a pedophile. Like he fucked like a fourteen-year-old girl. What? No, yeah. Jimmy. And her mom was okay with it. No. Jimmy Page. <sighs> Honey, just... He's a... I don't understand how these... How all these bands were able to just get so wasted and fried and stoned on anything and everything. Yeah. Tripping, tripping absolute balls. And then go out and play music in front of thousands of people. I know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and extraordinarily well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, to a certain point, if you if you reach that level where you're like partying that hard and still like um, like performing in front of people, it's almost like a you have to feel like you're at like. Playing music has to be, like, second nature to you, like, breathing. Yeah. Like, something you don't have to think about, almost. Like, you have to... Because I was watching a... For some reason, I never thought about this. I mean, obviously, I feel like it's an implied, and but for some reason, I never thought about it until I heard it. I was watching an interview with uh, Danny Carey uh, from The Drummer for Tool. And uh, he was... he was In the interview, some, that person asked him, like, oh, what's, what's your guys' process for, like, writing an album? And so he's just like, oh, we spend this much time writing, this much time, um, uh, like, tweaking, and then this much time, and then he got to, like, and then we spend, like, six months mastering it. So you have to, they have to, so before they release an album, um, they have to perfectly master how to play it, um, to the point where it's, like, he's just like, like, you literally have to get it down where... It's like second nature, yeah. and he's just like it's own. It, I. He didn't say this, but I can imagine in that position where you almost have to get it to a point where the actual playing the music in and of itself probably gets old. But the, uh, but I think the rush comes from performing in front of other people. Sure. If you're just sitting in a room playing the same song over and over and over again, trying to master it, and then still only being able to play it in front of like nobody. I feel like that that would be where it, like, would get old and nobody would do it, but, like, the rush definitely comes from, like, performing it and... Yeah, and different bands have different, like, acts and lights and mm-hmm. and yeah. a whole bunch so of stuff. So much work goes into For, it. Yeah, their, their performances are... It, being part of the show is part of the music. Yeah. Like, and vice versa. 21 Pilots, uh, Tyler Joseph said that they've, um, they spent an equal amount of time, uh... Choreo- choreographing their concerts and coming up with ideas for their concerts, the same amount of effort goes into that as they put into the music. And like that. That's album. crazy, yeah. It's crazy, like, you almost don't think about it, but, I mean, I'd heard him say that before, but I'm like, I don't know, their music's pretty good. I mean, like, con- I bet their concerts are cool, but probably just because, like, the music is good. And then I went to a concert, I'm like, this would have been cool, even without the music. Like, wow, all yeah. the stuff, like, they literally... And you also got to think, like, they also have, 
like every major band now has um oh well, i guess in, back in the day they would have had mtv uh videos now mm-hmm. that everyone has a youtube video yeah exactly for their song yeah that probably takes a lot of effort too i don't mm-hmm. especially if it's different than what you're completely different than what you're doing in the show which yeah. usually is yeah um it's just kind of cool to like like i said before like um well they have like one specific thing that they do that's like uh their own idea and it's well, i mean other people do it too but it's like how they do it is very like specific to them but they still like make it cool every time hmm. is where they they put like plywood boards out on top of the crowd and then like josh dunn puts his drums on the on the uh plywood and then tyler joseph stands on it and then they just go out on the crowd and play their music so awesome. i got to hold I, I got to help hold up josh dunn that was super cool but then and then like Everything is just like shocking every time, and like right, right off the bat. How does that work? I have no idea. Did, how heavy was it? I mean, there was a ton of people there, so like basically, I just had my hands on it. <laughs> like yeah. I just had my hands on it. Uh, I didn't feel like it wasn't. It didn't feel heavy to that me. That seems like a disaster waiting to happen, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can seriously but, hurt some people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, I can show you videos later. But um, there, uh, when they first started the concert, they literally opened up with. Uh, setting a car on fire and yeah stand, and standing on top of it and like singing and then you're just like oh right off the bat is that jumpsuit yeah yes yeah um that's cool and they also did this thing where they uh um so both of them came out but they were wearing fit, like ski masks like they always do um and then uh when the car dropped down into the stage and then tyler joseph went over and then dropped and like stood at the edge of, edge of it and then like fell into it he, he said tyler joseph in quotation i did in quotes because they fooled us by having us freak out thinking that it's tyler joseph and being like ah he's right there i can't believe it's really him and then he falls into the thing and then the light moves up and he's like up in the crowd somewhere and he's just like that wasn't me gotcha <laughs> <And he was laughs> that's like, hilarious I know. <laughs> like it was just some dude in a mask i have no idea who that person was but it yeah. wasn't him Cause he was just up in the crowd because they hadn't started singing yet they were just coming out and they like came out holding torches and the yeah. car was on fire and then and josh john starts drumming and then he's like walking around hyping everybody up and he drops in the car and then you find out it wasn't him wow it was just some random dude like, i was talking to my cousin jacob and we were talking about tool and he was saying in a tool concert he once went to there were like naked people like hanging down from the ceiling <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, it's just shock value. It's yeah, really shock value. <laughs> just hanging down from the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what? Yeah, I want to go to a tool concert so bad. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I know um, Maynard James Keenan does jujitsu, and yeah. he had a guy just like Come hop up on, on stage. On stage and he, yeah, he took him down. Yes, I love that video. <laughs> That's such a he cool He just video. choked him out, yeah. And then he just keeps him there on the ground while he keeps singing. Yeah, and the song keeps going. No one else stops at all. Yes. <laughs> Does it, like as if it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Great so, badass. Tell me a little bit, um, just about what your daily routine looks like at, at work. <laughs> okay. Hopefully they don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> I don't do anything, dude. So I I get into work. Well, so I have to go and I park in the um like employees area. I gotta scan my like scan my badge to open up the thing, and I go in there and park the employees section. I go down, sit in the locker room for a little while because I'm usually there a little early, and then I clock in, 
and I'm usually given like an area that I'm like have to patrol and clean and like make mm -hmm. sure is all good the like throughout the night. Um, but with COVID going on um, and the hospital being completely empty, usually I'm working. The hospital is with... completely empty. Well, like apart from the patient rooms, are have like patients oh, in there, but they're not a lot of visitors. So unless you're in a patient room, walking around the halls. It literally feels like you're in a ghost town. Wow. Because there's nobody there. You could walk around all day and not see a single person unless you go into a room specifically looking for somebody, or like a patient. Or there's like a receptionist sitting at a desk. But apart from that, there's nobody there. And so I'm usually in charge of like, like, I usually do like the heart center lobbies, like mm -hmm. all the floors, like floor one through five, all the lobbies. And since there's no visitors, no one's sitting in the lobbies. And so there's actually nothing to do. Because, I mean, you can go and, oh, wipe, wipe this down, even though there's nothing on it, wipe it down, mop it, and then do what for the rest of the day? I usually will find a bathroom to hide in, or <laughs> I, oh, man. I'll i go up on, the, like, the eighth floor, because... I definitely hid in the bathroom for a couple, like, assemblies in high school. Absolutely, yeah. So I was like, I'm just not going. <laughs> yeah, because who's going to come in here and, like... Yeah. Like catch you or I, I usually go up on the eighth floor there's like a bunch of like conference rooms up there and conference rooms that only i have the key to because i have the key to that whole mm. area oh nice and so i will go in there and lock it and all the windows are like frosted so you, you can see like out but you can't see in oh nice and so <laughs> i just sit in there hang out on my phone have the door locked and only one time I heard one of the supervisors coming up there, like, looking around, just kind of patrolling the area. Sure. And, like, jiggled the doorknob. And I don't know who talks out loud when they're by themselves, but he's just like, oh, no one's in there. And then kept walking. I'm like, first of all, why did you say that? <laughs> no one's there. You, you have some characters that you work so with, don't you? So many weird people, dude. It, I keep meeting new ones. Like, the guy yesterday saying, like... Who, oh, who went to r slash dank memes on Reddit for his uh, news source? Yes. Yeah, it, I, I literally walked into that. Like, I oh my just goodness. got to work. And he I, was, like, 60, right? Yeah, he's, Not, like, like, 12. Like, late <laughs> 60s, you know, like, mustache, white hair, having guy. And I'm in there, and he's talking to this old Korean guy, who I know for a fact barely speaks English. So he probably had no idea what the guy was talking about. Yeah. But I just walk in, and immediately he's just like, you know, I my news source, well, I get all my news, is Reddit. It's actually a really good place to find news, like... I don't know if you know about r slash dank memes, but, like, it's a complete unbiased news source. Oh, and that is a joke. I'm like, he has to be kidding. And he's just like, I mean, not all of it's news. You know, I could do without uh, hearing about how PewDieGuy doesn't have any legs. <laughs> PewDieGuy? That meme is, like, I, what, a year and a half old? <laughs> it's so old. I'm like, you're going to bring that up now? And, yeah, he's like, PewDieGuy, and he's just like, that's not news. Some t I could do without that, but, like, I, you know, there's a lot of, like, non-biased opinions on there, and that's oh, where I get sure. all that. I'm like... It's memes. Yeah, it's it's dank memes. memes. It's memes. What part of that is news? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you could probably find a subreddit that is news. Yeah. Like, r slash news. News. Or r slash <laughs> politics no. and that, or r whatever you want. dank memes is where he gets his news. And... <laughs> And, the, and then the Korean guy was just like, yeah. And then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was what like, about that guy that you work with that thinks every woman has wants to have sex with him? 
Oh, I haven't seen him in like two weeks. I'm really sorry. Oh, miss I, him? Yeah, I and I never got his name, but he's my favorite character. Um, cause, I mean, I hope he's okay. <laughs> uh, but I really. What, he, what What does he look like? Describe Describe so him a little bit. He, um, Why is he so weird? <laughs> I mean, he was like, probably like. I mean, this is like hard. This like says a lot. He's skinnier than I am, easily. Wow, and that is saying a lot. Like, really skinny. Like I, and people always say, "Oh, you're just skin and bones," but like, I have like a little bit on me. But literally, oh, yeah, but... I could see each like indent from every bone, just like skin tight on his bones. And I'm like, that's Ugh. sickening. And he was like in his like late forties, bald. He's not had... stocking up on his ramen, I know. No, yeah, <laughs> and he has he has like three teeth. Oh. Um, and they're, those already look happen? like they're going to fall out. Meth. <laughs> oh my god, it <laughs> has to is, be. It has to be meth. That's what Tyler <laughs> says. I'm like, there's literally no other explanation. Um. Unless you got, a, like, a lot of bites of wrenches or something. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, he's just, my favorite thing, he's just like, because he would always talk about his bike that he's building. He's always, he's building a 1994 Mongoose Freestyler. BMX bike. A BMX bike. <laughs> yes, and he that's all that I talked about him before and then one day I was just like, Hey, how's the bike coming along? He's like, Good. Um and then he just went on his whole little rant. Um he's like good. Uh you know, someone looks at me probably forty like mid for he said in his mid forties, losing his hair, losing his teeth, and probably just think, Oh, that guy has an ugly wife. But if they saw who I dated in high school they would not be laughing. <laughs> who and, I dated in high school? Yeah, exactly. What? And then he described who he dated in high school, which made it so much worse. <laughs> she was five foot. Wait, five foot six, um, one hundred and sixty pounds, and closely resembled what Reese Witherspoon looked like in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> Very specific. How is that so specific? How is it so specific? Plus, I would still be laughing if I saw who he dated in high school because. Five foot six hundred sixty pounds. Yeah. That's a little big. But um and then he's just like and I walk around these halls and I just laugh to myself because I know all these nurses here want to have sex with me, but I'll tell you why they won't. Because they're afraid of what people think of them if being seen around a guy like me. But I know they all do. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, buddy, okay. Yeah, he's like they never talk to me or acknowledge me, but like But they wanna have sex with but me. But they wanna have sex with me. I know it. You can <laughs> see it in their eyes, just like, oh, I walk into a room, the mood changes, you know, it's and then he's like it was the exact same thing in high school. I'll be walking to my car after school and I know all the girls behind me are looking at me, but by the time I turned around they're already looking away. They weren't looking to begin with. <laughs> he's like, because they're afraid of what people will think about us. And then he's just like, but let me tell you this. And then he's like, are you ready? I'm like, yes. He's like, they're the nerds. They're the nerds. And he just paused. Waiting dramatically? For pause. Yeah, dramatic pause. And I was just like, yeah. And he's just like, think about it. They're the ones who studied, 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 get good grades, go to college and become a nurse or a doctor. What was I doing? I went to a beach one time and met a girl from Colombia. And I was like, oh, did you hook up with her? No, but we talked for almost an hour. <laughs> while they were studying, getting good grades, going to college, ooh, to do what? Become a nurse. And he's like, they're the nerds. I have life experience. They 
You had one hour talking to a girl. Yeah, yeah, I had one hour talking to a Colombian girl, and uh, probably Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably something so like unimpressive. But he's he's just a very sad individual. Um, he's got that dirt he bike though. He's, he's got the dirt bike. His, yeah, he's got he's got his he's got his bike. Um, he'll impress all the ladies with that. I mean, I. Promise you, if he falls on it, he's gonna snap in half. Oh man, yeah. So he's tiny, but he, I mean, he's shorter than I am. He's a lot shorter than I am. He's probably like, like five ten maybe. Wow. Um, but just a weird dude. But there's so many of those people yeah. that were at that that work at the hospital. And there were definitely some characters at Olive Garden as well. Oh, absolutely. Shout out uh, to Skip, dude. Yeah, what about, that's, that's <laughs> who first came to my mind. I miss Skip, dude, so much. Oh, and I was really sad because after um, after I was done there, uh, he like texted me and invited me to go to one of his plays because he's in like he's in a theater group, and Grace and I were planning on going, and we got all ready and got all like dressed dressed up for it and everything, and we had the dates right, and then. We had, we had what well, we thought we had enough time to go because we thought it was happening here in Grand Rapids, and it was supposed to be happening at two o'clock, and she got to our house at um, like one fifteen, so we thought we had plenty of time to get sure. there. Um, and then I went on the, his Facebook page and found the address. It was like almost an like an hour away, or like uh, an hour and a half away, or something like that. It was quite a drive, and I was just like, but if we get there, we'll be like. 20 minutes late or 15, 20 minutes late or something like that. I don't remember what exactly it was, but it, um, I was really sad that I... What was that show Skips, or what was it that he always wanted you to watch? Uh, Gremlins? Gremlins, Gremlins. Gremlins 2, right? He was talking, it was just like his, one of his, like, many little, like, speeches. Like, Gremlins 2 was much more fun because, like, they didn't have, because in Gremlins 1, they had all these rules they had to follow, and they weren't allowed to have any fun. And so in the second do his, one, do his voice. Gremlins two, it's just so Gremlins one is just they had all these rules that they had to follow and couldn't have any fun. And so in Gremlins two, you could just really branch out and you know have a little fun with it, you know. <laughs> and but my my favorite thing about how he says that is like he cares so much about whether or not the gremlins are having fun. Like, not even, like, he's not fun, even talking yeah. about, like, in the real world, it's more fun to watch. He's concerned about the gremlins in the movie having fun and that they had to, he's upset because they had to follow the rules in the first one. I'm like... What, what dark rabbit hole brought you to gremlins too? <laughs> yeah, no. How do you yeah. get there? I don't know. But that was the best thing about Skip because you... If, you know, you didn't have anything to do, literally all you had to do was go stand next to him, and if you stood there long enough, he'll just start talking. Yeah. I don't know why people don't like weird people. He's my they're favorite. So, they're so funny. They're so funny. He's my favorite person ever. Like, I, um, yeah, I would, every time I went into work, I would always ask around, is Skip here? Skip working? And if they ever said no, I, like, kind of considered... <laughs> like going home. <laughs> like no. Nah, My favorite right. person, um, I think maybe I've ever worked with. Okay, maybe not. That's not true. But uh, I really miss this guy I used to work with at Red Hot Inn, which is this family's really gross restaurant. 
um, here in Grand Rapids and went out of business like two years ago. But I worked with this guy in his uh, late 40s who had been working in this kitchen at this restaurant for 25 years. That's his life. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> he was a manager, so yeah, all right. not exactly <laughs> uh, doing anything impressive. <laughs> anyway, and one day uh, he just walks up to me, and it was maybe my second day, I was in the dish room, and he goes, I like sports? And I was like, yeah, I like, I like sports. He's like, how about them fucking lions? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> how about him? And then we just started talking a lot. Yeah. We'd talk about sports and stuff. I watched enough sports at the time that I could actually like keep up a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of South Park, even though I'd seen maybe three episodes of South Park, and I those were all I ever referenced. Yeah. And he, at the time, I wasn't really listening to um, classic rock yet, but um, he really liked Def Leppard, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which kind of turned me away from Def Leppard. Yeah. But he was. The creepiest guy. He was borderline a pedophile. He had a scrapbook of every girl that had worked at the restaurant, her senior photo. That's... And he had, like, a random 8th grade girl's, like, school ID. Why? (laughs) I don't know. It was an actual scrapbook, dude. It was, like, 40 pages long. Jeez. That's, like, a mental... Dude, it was insane. I went... That's not just a Me and this girl that worked... Um, this older girl that worked there, we, for some reason, went to his apartment. Like, she had been before, so, like, I figured it was safe. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and he actually had a room. And first of all, it had those freaking bead things that hang down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in front of the door. <laughs> yeah. Like the 80s. <laughs> you walk in, yes. Weird shit. Oh. Beads. <laughs> and you walk in, and there's just, uh, like, milk crates on the floor, filled and organized um, alphabetically, and it's just filled with magazines, like Playboy magazines and porn magazines and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a shelf against the wall that has more magazines and posters and movies, and every inch of the room is covered with, like, pictures torn out from the magazines. And then there's just a chair a in the chair. middle of the room. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. I worked with this guy, like, I was, like, 16. Just a chair? Hmm. (laughs) What's that chair for? And he would always lose his temper so severely at the slightest thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we'd get um, an order, like, five minutes before we closed, which is occasionally inconvenient, but usually isn't a big deal. And he'd just Mm -hmm. be like, these fuckers, these these fucking fuckers, gotta come in here every fucking night. Yes. My like, dude, all you have to do is all you have to do is put the chicken strips in the fryer and take them out. Relax, yeah, okay? Exactly, exactly. There are people at the hospital like that who like that old that like older lady that I always hang out with in that room that um is like super paranoid about everything and like po- like all into politics and Patricia, um, that's her name and uh, she always complains about stuff at work and always and she always says like. She was, she complains if she has to bend over to pick something up or like she like literally gets yeah. pissed and will go and complain to the supervisor and be like, I had to go and bend over and pick up a coffee uh, cup. She's like, it is not my job to pick up after these people. I'm like, it is your job. That's what you're getting paid to do is to go and clean up an area to pick up after people. It's literally I hate your job. People that just rant and complain yeah. all the time. It was it was like when I was. No one likes trained. being around negative people. Exactly, and like 
Like, it, even if you're having a shitty day, don't take it out on someone that's innocent. Nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing to do with it. It was the same thing when I was, like, being trained. The, uh, um, I was trained by this uh, lady named uh, Brittany. Really cool person. I actually really liked her a lot. Um, but, like, she would get so mad about things that I did not understand what she was, like, so mad about. Like, there was a room, we got to a room, and it had a little sign on the door that said, make sure you wear an N95 in this mask, because, a mask in this room. Um, and, because, like, certain rooms you have to wear certain masks, depending on what kind of patient was in there. So, like, the COVID rooms, you have to wear N95 masks and gowns and all that. And all it said was, wear an N95 mask. There was a box of N95 masks right next to the door. All you had to do was take one out, put it on. And she was like, this is ridiculous. Can't believe they want me to wear an N95 mask in this room. And she's like, we're going down there right now. And so we, I, like, followed her around. Because I hadn't been working there that long. I wasn't going to, like, argue with her. Sure. So I was like, all right, see what happens. And he goes down there, finds the supervisor, Steve. She's like, Steve, I went up to a room, and they the sign said I had to wear an N95 mask. And he's like, okay, <laughs> wear one. <laughs> like, if, like, she's like, I shouldn't be having to wear all, wear all these N95 masks in all these rooms. And, and like, I don't, I just don't understand. Why do you care that much? Why do you care that much? How is that inconvenient to you? It's literally, it's just a face mask. And it's, would you rather get sick or die or whatever it is that's in that room that you need to wear a mask for? Like, it's there to protect you. Yeah. It's a reason, like, there's a reason you have to wear the mask. You have to wear those masks in those rooms. You, like, wearing masks in certain rooms has always been a part of, like, working at a hospital, even before coronavirus yeah like there are certain rooms certain rooms you have to wear a mask when you go in there not just because coronavirus is going on um and so i don't that's what confused me the most i was like haven't you been working here a while you kind of caught on that like certain rooms you have to wear a mask and some rooms you don't some rooms you do um now with coronavirus it's required if you're going to be in the hospital building you have to wear a mask Mm. but um no one's really complained about that because i mean I get it. I mean, you're in a hospital. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think it's basically like any building with a large capacity. Yeah. Grocery stores, any yeah. type of... Yeah. Mo- most stores in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are just weird. But they're removing more and more restrictions. Gyms are supposed to be opening up in just like 10 days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm really looking forward to going back to the mm-hmm. gym, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've missed being able to lift some heavy things and... Get some stress out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I want to go to a movie. I really want to go to a movie. I want to go to a movie so bad. I want to go to a restaurant and sit down, mm-hmm. have someone serve me and bring me my food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's part of the experience is having, having a waiter or waitress. Yeah, I like I'm paying that. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What are some of your fondest memories being a waiter at, at Olive Garden? Um, Skip was definitely made that job so much fun but uh as far as like the job of being a waiter um i really enjoyed the uh the fact that like um i mean i i mean other people maybe could tell me if i'm wrong or not but i've heard i've heard from a lot of other people that work at other restaurants is there's a certain like almost like a script you have to follow as like a waiter, like how you talk to the waiters, you have to you have to start greeting them with with this, and then you go into let me take your order. What do you want? You like sure. drinks and everything like that. Olive Garden, they didn't really like put any restrictions on like how I interacted with the um, each 
person, which I thought was kind of fun, and it really, like, helped me with, like, people skills, I guess, sure. because, like, each each group of people at every table is going to be different, and so I get to go, and right off the bat, I get to read the group and see, like, oh, is this the type of people I can joke around with, and, like, if they are, it was really fun, like, joking around with them and, and like, giving them a good experience and seeing how like, so it neat. would affect yeah. my tip or whatever and um, getting compliments from people and um, uh, just kind of... I think it would be so fun to be waiting just for, like, a few months. Just, yeah. Just yeah, for it was, like, shits and Googles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was super fun. I mean, obviously, every once in a while there was a bad customer. Um, uh, but the, the good customers really made it, like, fun. And if they would joke around back with you and just kind of like that back and forth and like i had uh i had this one guy it was his 21st birthday and he ordered an alcoholic drink and oh, he was special he was that. really really like he was really funny um and that's the only he went to olive garden on the 21st <laughs> yes and he was like was he alone the... he was, was no he, there was like eight people there. oh okay um it's like you went to alone to, yeah. to an olive garden <laughs> <laughs> it was like his whole family his oh okay that makes sense. aunts and uncles or whatever and um it was fun because like he was very like sarcastic but um and so immediately reading that from the group it was kind of fun because i got to be sarcastic and like almost rude but like jokingly mm, yeah. kind of like pick on him a little bit sure. and like uh um like making little comments i was just like um like i remember he had like a really bad haircut and i was just like and i knew he was like a type of person who could like handle a joke you know a joke and he could take a joke and um how did i say it i was just like i was like what are you doing for your birthday hopefully a haircut <laughs> <laughs> it was just like little comments like that that's and it's hilarious just, it's fun that's so much fun when, yeah you you're you know you can make the jokes the joke safely yeah exactly and um it really helped me outside of work being able to read a situation and knowing like all right is this a like a good time to make this comment or like mm -hmm. knowing how people are going to react before they do um was like a really useful skill that i got from olive garden i don't regret working there even though it was not my favorite job yeah um I, I feel the same way about Red Hot. Yeah, made a lot of friends there. Yeah. Friends I still talk to. I mean, I still talk to my friend Austin every day um, from there. He's a really cool guy. Um, and even though, like, there was, a, there was a bunch of different, like, managers there, and so everybody was, like, on a certain manager's team, like, uh, and they would have, like, little competitions, like, uh, whichever team has the most alcohol sales or something like that would get pizza, something like that, even though... Sure. Uh, so it was like, kind of like that that playful banter between teams, but also everybody like really, whether everybody liked each other or not, we got along really well and like mm -hmm. worked together as a team, and everybody would help each other out, even if, like it was it was cool to see like two people would I would see them arguing about something, and then five minutes later they're like, hey, can you quick take this to one of my tables? And they're like, sure, and like just everybody's like willing to help you out, even if yeah, you know, even if you hate each other. Um, so it's just a really like good work environment as far as the employees. I just I probably would have quit there anyways because the management was just like the general manager Rick was my prime reason for leaving there. Right. Or, or for wanting to leave there, I was <laughs> gonna quit anyways. Yeah. He was just the worst 
No, I, I, I feel like in both restaurants I've worked with, it's just like a couple annoying people or like people in uh, a leadership position that take advantage of yeah their job and absolutely like are terrible uh, people because of that and you don't like working with them and yeah it can be very frustrating having to work directly with an asshole yeah like my girlfriend's been telling me about this guy that just has become a complete dick like the last two weeks mm-hmm. and obviously she can't tell me everything he does but the amount i've heard alone has made me want to like just beat the guy up yeah exactly <laughs> and like even comparing the difference between Rick and Glenn, um, even though they both resulted the same way, mm-hmm. like both ended with me losing my job. Right. Um, I have a lot of respect for Glenn as a, as a boss because, like, he's a, he is a really cool, fair boss, and he, um, like, I think he treated me really fairly. Yeah. You can um, never deny that Glenn gives people, like, extra chances and yeah, gives exactly. everyone an opportunity. Like, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think he was, he made the right call. I think he, um, I don't know. And he, he was just, like, I enjoyed working for him, and I worked, enjoyed interacting with him. Even though I heard the same story 80,000 times. Um, the same story of him going 135 on the S-curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice drive, That's line. not true. But, I don't know, he was just a really cool, down-to-earth guy. And, like, yeah. uh, even though he was your boss, he kind of, like, you felt like he was like there with you. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Rick was just like king of the world. Do what I say. Do what I say. What I like, say goes, and like yeah. has that asshole mentality, and just kind of. He looks like a villager from Minecraft, by the way. <laughs> he he's the worst. Hmm. 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 That's how he talks too. Like he doesn't say words; he just excretes words. His, <laughs> mouth, his mouth does not move. He's like. So today we need to really focus on our alcohol sales and like it just is, I don't know, he's just the worst person I've ever, I haven't worked for that many people, but I think he is and will always be the worst person I've ever worked for. Yeah, we've worked with some characters um, under Glenn's tutelage as a, as painters, including um, some very interesting guys with very interesting pasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. done all sorts of hardcore drugs and mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy things. I think Jerry is the craziest character by far. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. I like <laughs> there's so much we don't know about. What did, what did he say? What was he telling you about the Molly Crew concert? <laughs> yes. So, because I told him that we went to the Tool cover band concert and got free tickets to the Motley Crew cover band concert, even though we didn't go. I, I just told him that we got the tickets. He's like, oh, that's the one you want to go for. He's just like, because I remember I went to a Mo- Motley Crew concert once and... Uh, he's just like, the ones you're going to want to look for is, um, the moms with like the, the, the leopard, print. the leopard prints, <laughs> like skin tight, tight, like tights and like their like hairspray type, like hair all done oh, up, standing, standing straight up, <laughs> just like the bombshell looking moms, um, cougars, cougars yes. And he's just like, you're going to want to look for that type. And he's like, I went to a Motley Crue concert once and he's like, I brought home was it like like seven girls seven of them? <laughs> he's like i just i came home with like seven of them and i was just he like jeez dude just filled up his car <laughs> yeah like everybody pile <laughs> in like a bunch like, of that's clowns that's hilarious i know nate told me one time or maybe i heard it through tyler but it was about nate that he took like a bunch of acid and ecstasy at the same time 
and tripped for three days straight, and he was wow. just piling up beer cans in the sink, like in his kitchen sink, and while he was hallucinating, he thought he was the god of this village for about three days straight. Jeez. <laughs> How do you reach that type of... Dude, I don't know. That's like, insane. Yeah. That's... There's this guy I worked with, um, we just referred to him as Pistowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a Kramer-type character, but yeah. he was very uh, anti-Semite. Uh, anti he did not like Jews. And he, he thought, he brought in maps with um, all sorts of patterns and shapes dr- drawn all over them. Um, there was a Star of David that was supposedly made up by courthouses in Grand Rapids or something like that. It was a mm. bunch of conspiracy nut job yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard about him a lot. I can't believe I worked for that guy. Like worked yeah. for that guy. Yeah, yeah. Glenn has a type. I think yeah. he has a type when it comes to like hiring people. He hires people who like drunk felons. Yes. I feel like almost he hires people who need him. Like, yeah, you need, that's, that's need that kind of job and just kind of like a job that's that like chill and understanding of yeah, their situation so. and what they are. Because like there are other places, like Pete he, was the worst, dude. Yeah, he was a total drunk idiot. Yeah, is he the one who would always sleep? Yeah, in his car. Or Do you, we like worked that? with him at the church. Yeah, yes. Uh, Calvary Baptist. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one time we were like oh, taking a break. Yeah, we were taking a break after working like it was like. Two o'clock, so we had already worked like six hours. He comes in and goes, Hey, what are you guys doing? I'm like, We're taking a break. He's like, You clocked out? I'm like, Dude, we sat down for two minutes, relax. Yeah, exactly. You haven't even been here yeah. all day. Pete, I forget about that guy. I forget that he was the first the Bosnian. person. Yeah, yeah, the Bosnian guy. He's the first person I ever worked with. My first day working for Glenn was on the 84th Street job. He sent me the address and I got there, and there was like nobody there. And then I was just there. He's like, You're gonna find a you're gonna see a red, red car there, uh, Volkswagen. <laughs> And it's going to be Pete. And he came out, could not understand a word this guy was saying. <laughs> yeah. And just the weirdest, uh, weirdest guy. Um, but yeah, I ended up not really liking him that much. At first I thought no, I would like him. because a like, lazy bum at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, at first I thought I would like him because like. He was uh, laid a back. Little, a little taste of home. Because like he was Bosnian and Bosnian and Albanian people are very similar. And so I was just like, oh, I get a little taste of home, get to hear his accent and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but it was all the bad parts of Europe, right? Yes, yeah. And the bad part of Yeah. He was just a hypocrite. He would call us out on not working when we were right. just sitting down for two minutes, when he yep. literally would not even be in the building. I remember I said I didn't have a girlfriend, and he said I should hook up with a black girl, because for some reason, I don't know, but... Colton, we're running out of time. It's been an honor having you. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, actually.